Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to a new week. Uh, the podcast today, I, I'm going to ask that you pay close attention to what I say, because I'm going to say some things that could be pretty easily um, misconstrued. So I'm going to hopefully paint a, a full picture here. And uh, for many of you, uh, we'll get a good benefit out of this podcast. But thanks again for joining us. I want to talk about being willing and really ask a question. But what do you want? What is it that you want uh, for your life? You know, the, uh, growing up in a home where um, most likely your parents, you know, just told you what to do most of the time. So you did things because your parents told you, go clean your room. Why? Because it's dirty. You know, I'm, I'm of the belief that when a kid's under six, seven, eight years old, if they ask why, it's just because, because I told you to. You, you, if someone's two years old, you don't need to explain to them why you told them to clean up their room. You just do it. Because I'm your parent, like my mom used to say, I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it. But you grow up doing things because you were told to. You grow up, um, uh, and the word is, um, you you know, you're you're forced to do things. Obviously, there's things that you like. No one has to force a kid to go to Disney World, but you're told, hey, do this, do this, do this. So the instruction you receive is generally instruction and you do it whether you like it or not. But there comes a point where that changes, where people get to like college age and they start asking questions. Well, what do I want, what do I want to do with my life? They've been told, mow the lawn, do the dishes, go to school, do your homework. They've been told whether like, you know, put down the video games, do, do this, do that. And then there comes a point, and this is where you see people who just like, oh, no, I'm going to drop out of school. It wasn't my passion. <laughs> school wasn't my passion. Um, you know, I just want to uh, travel and have experiences and then they run into the money issue and then they're like, Oh, I, you know, I believe a lot of people who, who are supportive of, uh, socialism is because they just money, they've, they've grown up doing things out of, you have to do it. And then they get, and they're like, well, I don't want to have to work 40 hours a week just to be able to pay my bills and barely survive. Right. And so they're like, so yeah, of course I want the government to give me something. But anyway, um, so that there's a compulsion that comes with instruction. We're told, go do this, whether you like it or not. Right. And then with your relationship with the Lord, that can trickle over because you can get into the place where you are doing things just like go to church, read your Bible. I was talking to my wife yesterday, you know, we got the first little, little, our first little boy, but I was like, what, how does it work? Like you, you, uh, at what age, well, of course, when they can read, you have them read the Bible. But at some point, if you're telling them, hey, it's, there's a reading plan, you know, read the Bible every day and you're getting them to read the Bible. You don't leave that up to a six-year-old to decide when, or an eight-year-old, hey, you get home from school, do you want to read the Bible or would you rather pray? Or would you rather play? Like, you don't leave those decisions up to them. It's like, you, you, as a parent, instruct them. Hey, but then at the same time, you want it to be something that they enjoy doing. You don't want it to be a, a punishment, you know, like, all right, you're grounded. Go to your room, read your Bible, right? So there's a balance, and you, like, learn these things as you go, and, and then you, you ask people who've gone there before and have kids who serve the Lord, like, how does that work? But... um you can see in uh, in the way people treat the things of God that a lot of people grow up and they get into their 20s, 30s, 40s, and even beyond, and they, they do things that the Bible tells them to do, but it's still out of a place of, I do it because I have to. I do it because, I'm, uh, because it's the right thing to do. And there isn't the, I want to. You know, and, and obedience is important, but there's a scripture in Isaiah chapter 1, and it says, if you be willing 
and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. To say someone's willing, it means they want to. I'm, I'm willing to do that. Yes, that's what I want. You know, if I was writing my last will and testament, I would put, these are my desires, right? This property goes to this, this goes to this. You, you make a, this is what I want with my estate. And so the when you ask a question like, what do you want? There can be two sides to that. You know, if you ask a teenager at, at 14 years old, what do you want? Do you want to uh, go to, go to a camp? Do you want to go to a Christian camp or do you want to play video games for the weekend? They're most likely, you know, I guess everyone's built a little different, but a lot of people would choose. Do you want to go mow the yard or do you want, do you want to go soul winning today? Or do you want to stay home and play video games? They're going to, they're going to pick video games. And so there's a, there's a, uh, at some point, there's a. It's dangerous to ask those questions and just say, "Do whatever you want." Right? Teenagers shouldn't be left in a place. Sixteen years old, fifteen years old, for the most part. Um, but then there's ones who've been raised the right way, and you say, "Hey, uh, it's Saturday. What do you want to do?" Well, I want to read my Bible. Well, I want to. I want to spend some time praying. You know, and there's a there's something on the inside of them that is drawn close to the Lord. But there comes a point for us where. Uh, our actions need our willingness where it shouldn't be. I go to church because I have to, I go to, you know, I do this because I have to, where it's, this is what I want. And you stop and you actually take stock of what is it that I want for my life in 70 years from now, when I stand before the Lord or how many years it is, what do I want to have seen? You know, what, what do I want my life to consist of? When I wake up today, you know, there's there's options. I've I've come out of business. I, I uh, my last my final year in business, I made three hundred thousand uh, dollars uh, for the year in business, and I'm in the ministry now. And I, if it was all up to me, what do I want? But there came a point for me where I just wanted the will of God. Man, I I don't I'm not here on this earth to make money. I'm not here just to live comfortably and try to make it and live a long time. I'm here to impact this world for Jesus. And so there's there's kind of both sides to this. There's be willing, like look at this and say, Lord, I, I'm, I want to do what you want me to do. And, but I want to, that's what I'm choosing. I'm choosing to choose your will over mine. Jesus, you know, we know the famous time where, um, uh, the time where he goes in the garden of Gethsemane and he says, uh, this is Luke um, 22, 40. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that you enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if you be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. You know, the will is the greatest and strongest aspect of, of our makeup. It's, it's like the, the final thing because the spirit man was supposed to be that, but, but because Adam sinned, the will became the human will became the the governing the govern governing faculty, and so you have where Jesus is there, and he's saying, you know what, this crucifixion, <laughs> on second thought, uh, you know, if it was up to me, can we do this another way? And then he says, but then he takes his will and bows his will before the Father and says, nevertheless, not my, I'm ch- with my will, I'm choosing not what I feel like doing, but I'm choosing God, what you want for me. And so our will then yields to the will of God. And so I believe that there's a, um, there's, there's times where we do things sacrificially. There was, the Bible says we give a sacrifice of praise where we don't feel like praising. But then there's times where, where we cultivate it, where we have to want what God wants. I, I, I want to be in the presence of God. Man, I want to draw close to the Lord. I want to have revelation in the Word. I want to spend time in the Bible. I don't want to go 10 years and not grow spiritually. I, I, I want 
the things of God. I, I want to be in the presence of God. I, I want to grow close to the Lord. I want to see miracles. This is what I want. If you ask me today, what are you praying for? What are you asking God for? This is what I want. If you gave me options today, you know, I, I would say this in business, even if I won the lottery, if I won the Powerball and had $250 million, I would still show up to work. The same is true. You know, winning a Powerball lottery wouldn't change anything that I do today, except I maybe would uh, have a nicer dinner, uh, you know, make, just go celebrate with a steak or something, right? But it wouldn't change anything. I'd show up to work tomorrow. I'd, go, I'd show up for healing school next week. It wouldn't change anything because I'm not doing this for money. So what is it that you want? If you're in Bible school, if you're working, if you're in high school, begin to look and say, well, you know, my friends are all just kind of doing their own thing, but what is it that I want? And, and if the answer is, I just want to stay home and play, play video games, that's where you follow the scripture that says, Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. But God wants to put a heart on the inside of you that desires the things of God, that it isn't every step along the way, it isn't like, and that's how you, you know, picking a spouse is important because if you meet someone who's like nice and kind and has good qualities, but then it feels like you're dragging them when it comes to the things of God. Like that has to get sorted out. If you feel like when it comes to spiritual things, they go, they go like limp and you have to like pull them through them. Come on, it's going to be good. You don't want that. You want someone who's running with you. Someone that's kind of the cost to say, yes, you know, we don't choose the easiest path on this earth when we choose to be uh, 100% for the Lord. There's a lot easier th- ways to do this. There's ways you gain a lot less, you, you catch a lot less friction from other people. But I'm choosing to be a person who goes after the Lord. I'm choosing to be a person that suffers persecution for the Lord if need be. I'm choosing to be a person who's all in. And this is what I've chosen. And my my greatest motivating factor is that one day I'm going to stand before God. There's an actual day on God's calendar where I'll stand before him, whether through the rapture of the church or whether through me coming to meet him personally, but then I'm going to stand before God and I want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. I want to have chosen the right things. Like this morning I woke up and I uh, went for a run. You know, when I started exercising, I didn't like running. My brother always used to say, I hate cardio. I hate cardio. So I would always just think the same thing. Well, cardio is the worst. And then I remember meeting a guy and talking to him and he was a runner and uh, it was a customer years ago, and I, and I just said, do you like running? He said, man, I love running. I just get in, I put my, I put my um, earphones in, and I just listen. Or, I, or he said, I just run, and I just forget about everything, right? And I just run, and I just love it. And I thought to myself, if he can love it, I can love it too. So I started saying, man, I love running. I just started by saying, I love running. Man, I love running. I love running. And now I look forward to it. I mean, there's some days where I feel like sleeping in. But then when I wake up, like this morning, I woke up and I went and I ran six miles and and I come back. And then the feeling that I get after running, knowing, first of all, that I'm doing my body a service, I'm I'm, uh, helping my metabolism, the feeling of like sweating for 30 minutes straight after you run, there's like nothing like it. And so there's, there's decisions that you make, but now it's like, I want to run. If someone told me I couldn't run for two weeks, I'd be disappointed. I want to run, even though there's a difficulty, some difficulty in it. It's something that I've looked at and said, the good far outweighs the bad, and I actually get enjoyment out of it. So the things of God need to be that way too, where you say, Lord, help me, you know, help me. Lord, I want to want you, right? I, I want it to be my desi- the desire of my heart, not that I'm just doing this thing. I'm not just obedient, that I'm willing and obedient. Yes, when it says I'm willing, it means this is what I want too. God said, God said, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So that isn't God saying, I guess it's okay with me if you're healthy. That's him saying, hey, 
What I want for you, you see the heart of God. What I want for you is that you'd be healthy. I don't want you to be in pain. I don't want you suffering. And I want you to be um, blessed. I want you to be prosperous. I I want you to live comfortably. But I want your soul to prosper above all things. And so you see the heart of God towards us. But but begin to pray that. And if you find yourself where you say, you know, if I'm being honest, I, I, don't, I find the things of God. There's I've hit some spots where I find it where it's like I'm doing things just to do them. I'm just going through the emotions, through the motions. That's where I believe the what you can do to change it is you can kind of just bap, take a day or two days and just baptize yourself in the things of God. Like you take three, four, five hours and study the word and pray six hours, seven hours, take a day. And, you know, you get a taste for things as you do it more. So if you're finding that like reading the Bible is laborious in the morning, read the Bible more. Go from 15 minutes a day to an hour a day. Take a day and just read the Bible for four or five hours, right? If you find prayer difficult, take a day and pray for three, four, five, six hours. You know, dunk yourself in it. It, you, You won't get less of a taste for it by doing it too much. The Word of God is, 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 um, the, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. The word of God is food for our spirit. So the more you eat it, if you're, it's like for me, when I was running, there was a time where I like was running less and I would run one day a week and I like hardly enjoyed it. I would only run three miles and I was just like, wasn't a good, you know, I wasn't enjoying it. When I started running more, when I transitioned out of door to door and into uh, ministry, cause I was just behind a desk all of a sudden. I started running three days a week. It's like I, I started running five miles, six miles a day, and I enjoyed it more. And I felt better because it wasn't like just minimum once a week. It's like you do it more and it gets better. And so I want to encourage you. Ask the Lord, Lord, help me. Help me that this would be something that I love. Love to give. Love to tithe. Love to win souls. Love to worship. Look forward to worship. You know, if you're finding that you don't look forward to worship, you're always showing up late to church or you're out in the lobby. You know, start to take time in your own life and just worship the Lord and make it that you're willing and obedient and you'll eat the good of the land. God bless you. I love you. If this podcast has helped you, please share it on your social media and uh, uh, we'll see you on the next one.